Hello, everybody. How is everybody doing? Welcome back. I haven't recorded an episode by myself in quite a while, but this is something that I've been wanting to record since I started this podcast. One of my biggest journeys that I'm going through in 2022 and that I've been going through pretty much my entire life is my journey with my phobia. If you guys don't know, I have talked about this many times on different occasions on Instagram. I also for a time had a YouTube video completely talking about it, but I took that video down because I felt like I wasn't being as authentic as I could be. And I just, I didn't feel right having it up. So I kind of just want to like freshen all of that up because I think I talked about it over two years ago now and I've been through a lot more with my phobia. And if you don't know, my phobia is emetophobia and emetophobia is the fear of throwing up. So for those of you that also have emetophobia out there, I will be describing things in somewhat of detail. Uh, to my capacity because I don't like talking about throwing up because it does cause me a lot of anxiety. But I do want to be honest and let you know that if you do have this fear and you don't like hearing about other people's experiences, then this is not the right podcast for you. I have other podcasts up that you guys should listen to instead, so please like don't feel like inclined to have to listen to this one just because it's a new episode. I don't want you to feel like you have to listen to this. With that being said, trigger warning right now. As we begin to get into this episode, I just want to be straight up and honest that this is not an easy topic to talk about, especially if you deal with anxiety that is based on a fear. And I think a lot of anxiety is based on some type of fear, but mine specifically has to do with my phobia. So emetophobia, like I said before, is the fear of vomiting. And it's not just like, oh, I'm scared to throw up. It's like the extreme fear of throwing up. Like, I'm not even joking There are so many other things that I would rather do that most people would like never want to do ever than to throw up. And it's it's gotten so bad that it's controlled many parts of my life. But like I said, I'm going to get into the entire story just to kind of share it with you. And hopefully like if you're out there and you never even realized you had this fear or if you do have this fear and you just like want to relate with somebody or hear about somebody else's story, I just want to be straight up and honest Um, and talk about how I feel, how I felt, and things that I've personally gone through that have caused me to do certain things in my life because of this fear. So it all started when I was probably about six or seven years old. Uh, My dad and I went to my grandparents' house, and we were going to go skiing. And I don't remember really everything, because that night was is kind of a blur to me now. I mean, it was almost like 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Oh my god, it's almost been 20 years, not 10. Holy shit. It's almost been 20. (laughs) Not me realizing right now that I'm an adult while having this podcast episode. It's literally almost been 20 years. That's... Wow. Okay, well now I feel old. Anyways. (laughs) So when I was seven, I... About 20 years ago... I went to my grandparents' house and my dad and I were going to go skiing and we ended up staying the night the night before we were going to go skiing. And at the time, my grandparents lived in Nevada, so very close to the mountains. And it was just the right ideal situation to stay the night there and wake up really early in the morning and go skiing. But what actually happened was, was something that was a little bit more traumatic and has stuck with me my entire life. Again, being seven years old, You don't really remember a lot of things that happened to you when you're seven, but for me, this was like the most extreme situation. So again, 
I just want to reiterate, like, this is very traumatic for people that have what I have, or if you have anxiety just in general. I just want you to be aware that we are going to be talking about this in this episode. I, all I remember, it was the middle of the night or early morning. I truly do not remember how long it had been. I would have to talk to my dad about that, but this is just from my point of view. I remember waking up on my dad's shoulders and he was like running from my grandparents' hallway where all like the bedrooms were into the kitchen area. And he set me down on the floor and I started kind of coming to a little bit more. But as soon as he set me down on the floor, I just started vomiting like everywhere. Like I had never vomited like that ever in my life. Like I had been sick before as a kid and like I kind of remember those events, but not like this. This was just like there was no controlling how fast it was going. It was just literally the worst kind of vomiting ever. Like it was crazy. (laughs) And like, even now, like thinking about it, it's very traumatizing to like, remember things that happened 20 years ago in like full vision. Like I can remember everything that happened. And I remember my grandmother was on the phone with 911, uh, because it was really scary for them as well. They didn't know what was going on with me. And I was also really young at the time. And I was just, I couldn't stop vomiting. Like I think the, by the time they got me a bowl to like actually throw up in, I was done for that short segment of time of vomiting um, and I just like spit into the bowl but there was like nothing left. It was all over the floor Um, and then the next thing that I remember was I was in the ambulance and I think they gave me like a toy. I can't remember if it was a bear or a dog or somebody brought me this stuffed animal. I think somebody brought it to me but I, I remember like I got this stuffed animal and it looked like my dog that I had at the time. But I remember being in the ambulance and then I remember getting to the hospital and my whole family was there because at the time my whole family lived really, really close to me. So everybody was there except for my mom because my mom was at home and I seriously, all I remember were those little blue bags that you see when you go to like a hospital for people to throw up in. Like I just remember having to have somebody bring that to me over and over again and I would just violently like throw up in them like it was so painful I had never been that exhausted in my life they came in and checked on me every couple of hours to like see how I was doing and they would make me stand up to see if I could stand up but like I was so weak that I like remember begging them just to like let me lay back down in bed to see if I could just sleep and they didn't want me to do that for some reason I don't know what the reason was behind that other than I was probably gonna throw up in my sleep maybe but I just remember throwing up so many times over and over again and I remember I had on these like Spongebob pajamas that my aunt had given me at the time and I remember like the nurses like telling me like oh your pajamas are so cute and just like little things like that and my mom actually ended up waking up one of my friend's dads at the time and having him drive her all the way out to Nevada that we lived in Sacramento at the time but we weren't that far away from Nevada. It was probably about an hour or two hour drive. And I think they made it in like less than that. Um, but she woke him up because she had been drinking and she didn't want to drive when she had been drinking. So he drove my mom out to the hospital and I remember her getting there. And I remember just being surrounded by my entire family. Um, but I don't know how long I was there. I just remember that it was a really long time and it felt like it, like all happened really, really fast. And I can remember almost every detail of being in the hospital. 
up until I left. I remember they like wheeled me out in a wheelchair and they wheeled me out really fast to go home. Um, but after like getting outside, I completely just blacked everything out. I don't remember what happened. All I remember is the next morning I woke up on the couch, um, right next to the kitchen area. And I remember like seeing my grandmother cleaning stuff on the ground. Um, and I had no idea like what had happened like prior to that because like I had blocked out. So my dad came over to me and I was like, are we going to go skiing? Cause like I was like seven. So like, obviously I didn't know what was wrong with me. Um, and my dad was like, no, we're not going to go skiing. You were just in the hospital last night. Are you crazy? But I, I, I will never forget that situation because it was something that was very traumatic to me. I had never been that sick in my life. And to this day, I haven't actually thrown up since then. So that just like adds to that. I haven't thrown up in like 17 years, which is like insane. Not even like literally like, yeah, <laughs> like, wow. It's been a really long time that I haven't thrown up. So I remember like all of that happened and then like I had to go to doctor's appointments and get tests and like blood taken to like see what was wrong with me and we ended up finding out like how I actually got this bad flu that I had was because my babysitter when I would go I would go to karate classes as a kid I was in karate she would watch me while my mom was like doing her karate lessons and I guess she had been sick a few days prior to that and I just caught it from her because I was sitting on her lap and I was like really close to her and we didn't know that she had been sick either um, and because I was so young, it just affected me in a different way. So that's how I got sick. Uh, but to like kind of just like talk about more recent events that have like caused it, not like yesterday or anything, but like over the past few years, it's been really hard for me. There's been a few times where I thought that I was going to get sick um, because I felt icky and I didn't know why I felt icky. Um in, in early beginning stages of it, I didn't really know it was anxiety. I didn't know that I was having panic attacks because of this phobia. I just thought that like, I felt sick, which means I need to throw up, right? But I didn't know how to throw up. I didn't know how to make myself throw up. And I didn't know why I felt icky. And it was because over and over again in my mind, I would just think like, oh my God, I'm not going to get sick. It's going to be fine. Nothing's going to happen to me. Like, And that's how my brain would process things. And for most people, they would think, oh, I feel sick. I'm just going to throw up. But for me, like, it's, it's like a bad thing. Like, it's a bad thing to throw up. So for me, over the years, there's been many times in which I have had problems with my anxiety that I didn't know that existed until probably about 2019. So a lot of years in between me just not even knowing that this is even a thing. I want to say the first memory that I have about having panic attacks related to having emetophobia was probably when I was in high school and I was on a medication for my, at the time it was known as ADD, but now being older I know that it's ADHD and I was on this medication called Ritalin and I had never had panic attacks or anything prior to this. Like I, I had a normal regular life and I never threw up or anything so I never had any problems feeling sick I just kind of went about my life and even though like I had that little bit of a fear behind my head I never like nothing really ever pushed me to this point um, until this happened but I was in the car with my mom and prior to this I had been feeling panic attacks but nothing like this 
I was sitting in the car with my mom and I was like, mom, you need to pull over. Like I just, I knew that something was wrong and I felt so sick and so tired and I just, I did not feel good. So she pulled over and I was just freaking out. Like I kept saying things like, I feel sick, something's wrong with me. And my mom was like, I don't think there's anything wrong with you. I think you're okay. And it, like, that's kind of how it goes. It just is really, really fast in my mind of like all the negative and all the bad that could possibly happen. And then time goes on like a few minutes to a few hours even up to a day I've had a whole long day panic attack before and those are never fun to have but I think it was just like maybe 30 40 minutes that we sat there and like talked about it I got off that medication and for a while it seemed okay like everything seemed all right but then my I want to say junior or sophomore year of high school hit and I started getting really bad migraines. And to this day, I have no idea why I got these migraines, but it was almost like an everyday occurrence. But on top of the migraines, the migraines, and even now when I get migraines, they don't make me feel good. They make me feel really icky. So when I would get these migraines, I would get these flashbacks of like having gross feelings, like of feeling sick and that would make me panic and I would on top of these migraines I would also have panic attacks so like just in the middle of the day like nothing had happened prior to this just all out of the blue I would start feeling sick and that would cause me to panic and I would literally excuse myself from class to go walk around the hallways to try and calm myself down even though at the time I didn't even know it was a panic attack I just thought I was sick and that there was something wrong with me so we would go into doctor's appointments all the time to try and figure out what's wrong with me. I have had every single test under the book and even in college it got so bad that I was literally making myself feel sick because of how much anxiety I had over being sick. So it was like this constant cycle of me having panic attacks that made me feel sick with my fear phobia of throwing up on top of it and it would just go back and forth for days. To the point where I would get heartburn, stomach aches, I would have acid reflux because I was like panicking so much that I was literally breaking myself down from the inside and I started going to doctor's appointments to like figure out what the heck was wrong with me because I thought there was just something wrong with my body and I had an endoscopy, I had literally every scan that you possibly can get of your lower gut region and upper gut region. I had a colonoscopy when I think I was 19 or 18 and that was traumatic. (laughs) I sympathize with any of my older audience out there that's had to have one because they are not fun to have and I do not wish that upon anybody because it's just the worst procedure I think I've ever been through. Um, But I had to do it because I needed to take care of myself and honestly like the procedure within itself is not bad Like you literally get there stripped down put the clothes on they want you to and Then you go under and you get to like nap for a little bit and then you feel kind of high after and you're good Like it's really it's really really not that bad Um, It's just the initial beforehand like having to take liquids that make you feel sick But also like make you poop a lot (laughs) transparency it's the worst so I had to do that they couldn't find anything that was wrong with me Uh, when I had my endoscopy they did find some inflammation in my throat but they believe it was just because of the acid reflux that I had 
prior to that. So they just kept coming back and saying, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. When I started to kind of figure out what the heck was going on with me in 2020, in the very beginning of 2020, right before the pandemic, I was at home and I had been feeling kind of icky prior to this. I had a lot of panic attacks. And at this point, I was finally learning like what panic attacks are. And I was finally like trying to understand what they were. Um, but I was also severely depressed and not because I was sad about anything, just I have now figured out that I have a hormonal imbalance and that's what was causing it. We'll never forget this day because it was just like my eye-opening experience of, hey, there's something really wrong with you. I had been going through a lot with one of my friends that wasn't really there for me and I had been going through other things in my life, just relationships and toxic situations over and over again throughout the years and I think at one point it just finally kind of hit me with like extreme force and I remember waking up in the morning and I had to go to a dentist appointment fairly early and I was already running behind on time so I got straight up out of bed and the second I stood up I was like I feel nauseous and I've never felt nauseous like this before it was like the actual feeling of like I'm going to throw up I don't feel good so I immediately went to the bathroom and I sat on the toilet and tried to go to the bathroom and I just kept looking at the floor and the room was just like spinning at this point so I got up and I felt like I was gonna pass out the second I got up so I laid on the floor because I didn't want to hit my head on anything and I remember I like passed out for a few seconds and when I came to I realized like I'm on the floor, I don't feel good at all and I feel like I can't get up because I was just, I was so stricken with fear that I could not physically get up. So, and I was also in a lot of pain. When I started to feel the passing out feeling, my lower area of my body just felt like, it felt like there was something wrong. Like I was in so much pain and so much fear was within my whole entire body that I literally could not get up. So my dad at the time had worked nights because he's a truck driver who works nights at the time. Um, So he was asleep and he was the only other person in the house at the time because I lived with my parents when this happened. And I was laying there and I was like, how can I wake him up? So the door was right behind me to like leave my bathroom, but it was locked. So I like knocked on the door and started going like, dad, dad, like, saying like, hey, like I need help. And I remember hearing him like jump out of bed because like I never do that. I never wake my dad up or anything because I know he needs his sleep. And he comes in the bathroom and he's like, what's going on? Like what what's going on? And I was like, I can't get up. I think you need to call 911. Like something is wrong. Like I'm not okay. And he ended up getting up and like calling 911, telling them what happened. And they were like sent immediately um, my, I could not get up. My dad tried to help me and I I just, I could not because I was in so much pain. And what ended up happening was, as we got to the hospital, I didn't even get a room because this was right when COVID was starting to be kind of come a thing. Like we didn't really know its full extent yet. We didn't even know about lockdown, nothing. Like this was like January, 2020 before all hell broke loose. So I got really lucky in that sense that it happened before that. But I didn't even get a room because people were being seen because this potential COVID virus that possibly could be in the United States. So they had a lot of the rooms taken up for people that were just sick. So 
I was in the hallway. <laughs> like my bed was literally like a makeshift bed in the hallway to see somebody. And they end up telling me that I was just extremely constipated and that's why I was in so much pain. But just like being told that after being in pain so many times prior to this and just like having this like extensive history of having a colonoscopy and having an endoscopy, like literally everything, it's just so disappointing to hear somebody tell you, oh, well, you're just constipated when you know that that's not just it. Like there's a reason behind this pain. And I had to go home just feeling like, well, am I, is there really nothing wrong with me? Like, is there something that I don't understand? Am I the problem? Is there something wrong with me in my head? Am I causing this to happen? Am I pretending this is happening? Like, over and over again, I would just start doubting myself because I didn't know what was wrong with me. So I started taking proper medications. I stopped eating foods that made me feel icky. And for a while, I got a lot better. And it wasn't until a year later in 20, well, not even a year. Wow, this all happened. <laughs> this all happened in one year. 2020 felt like it like went on for like years and years and years. Um, but later on in the year, I actually broke my ankle on, on a job that I was working. I was a delivery driver for Amazon during the pandemic because uh, I needed to make money and I needed to have some kind of income. And where I was working prior to coffee shop was not providing me that at all. Um, and I absolutely regret working for Amazon because it was a horrible job. But that's like a whole other story. If you ever want to hear some work story things, I will definitely, definitely talk about that. But I was on the job and I broke my ankle and I had to make food for myself and it was really hard to do that. So I started kind of incorporating like different foods that I could eat that were better for me and it made me feel a lot more comfortable with my body. And it also made me realize how much control I had over the food that I ate. And me having control over what I eat is part of my fear. There's been times where I've controlled other people making my food because I am afraid that they're going to make me get sick. And it's not even out of like bad intentions. It's truly just I don't know my limitations with other people, especially when we're like newly in a relationship or if it's a friend that's never cooked for me before. I don't know how they cook and also depending on their lifestyles, if they're more of a clean person, if they're more of an unorganized person. It just feels like there's more room for mistakes. So there's been times where like, just to like throw an example out there that's happened in the past year or two, I went to Hot Pot with one of my ex-boyfriends and his friends and he kept trying to use like the utensils that you use to like eat. And in my head at the time, I was like, why are you doing that? Like, why are you using the thing that you're eating with to like cook the food? So in my head, I thought that was a way that he could get sick. But in reality, if you really think about it, like the f the utensils that you're using are probably going to be over steam and cook that like bacteria more than anything. So it's probably okay and it probably won't actually get you sick. But just knowing like that that utensil touched that meat, touched this and now it's going in your mouth is like, it's hard for me. It's really, really hard for me. And it's something that he didn't understand. And I think a lot of people don't understand because they don't have that fear. Like most people, when they feel sick, they just want to get sick to get it over with and feel better later. When I feel sick, 
I just do everything in my power to like not be sick and it's nothing against anybody else and I think it's caused a lot of pain with people that I've been with in the past because they think I'm like being nagging over like a situation about food that most people wouldn't experience because they've never had to so even with explaining that to some people I think a lot of people don't understand exists and I think a lot of people like when it comes to phobias they don't have that level of understanding because they've never gone through it it's kind of like the thing with COVID right now like if you've never actually seen anybody get sick or been sick yourself or had somebody that died that was close to you or even a friend you have more of an inclination to just do whatever because you've never been through it so with me when people see like me freaking out because I'm doing something or they're doing something that's causing my fear to come out they take it personally And personally, like, I would never do that to somebody else because I have the fear and I have the phobia. So I'm a little bit more on a different level of understanding that there's something wrong. But I also have to remember that when people are freaking out at me because I'm freaking out over something that they're doing that's causing my fear to come out, it's not a personal thing. And I think more people need to be aware that a lot of people have this fear. Like, it's actually crazy how many people I've talked to that never even knew that this was a thing and they're like wait I do that and sometimes it's not even to the extent that I have but like they do certain things that cause them to like not do other things and they're like wow like there's a whole community out there for it like there's so many people that have that just to go back into a little bit of like what actually caused all these problems so I have IBS And IBS is very common. Tons of people have it. Tons of people don't really worry about it as much because they're like, ah, whatever. It's like not killing me or anything. And I think for a while I was on the spectrum of like, oh my God, I have to do everything in my power to like not have my IBS attacks come out. And I've kind of realized over the past few months actually that that doesn't really matter. It's kind of more or less... Are you taking care of yourself mentally as well? You could be taking care of what you're eating and stuff all the time, but because emetophobia and IBS has a lot to do with the mind and how you're feeling, are you taking care of your anxiety? Are you actually going to therapy? Are you talking about it? Are you telling your friends like, hey, I feel like this and this is why? So I had to talk to my doctors about it. When I finally sat down with my doctor and I told her like, I'm depressed and I'm not taking care of myself and we upped my dose but along with that I had to also get tested for other things because I wanted to see like if there was anything else wrong with me and talking to my gynecologist we actually figured out that I have a hormonal imbalance and I'm actually on two types of birth control at the moment I hope someday in the future I don't have to be on any but now like where I'm at in life right now I have an IUD and I take birth control pills. And the IUD is one type of hormone, and then the birth control pills is another type. And they somehow even each other out. And to be honest with you, I feel more normal now than I ever have in my entire life. And I don't know if that has anything to do with my fear or anything, but I've definitely noticed I'm a little bit more lax with like how I'm feeling with my fear these days. It would get so bad that there was times where I wouldn't even cook certain foods Because I didn't know how to prepare them properly for me to, like, not have to be overly safe about them. And I guess what I mean by that is, like, 
sometimes like say I was cooking chicken on the stovetop. This is something that I would never do because I would have to use like five different utensils to flip the chicken over many times to make sure one utensil didn't have raw chicken on it, which is like so insane. (laughs) And I think a lot of people would hear that and be like, you're fucking crazy. But like the true reality is that's how I lived for years. I lived doing that for years and it became a normal thing for me. So with therapy and also just like trying to understand like who I am as a person in these past few months, I have kind of taken a liberty to myself to cook foods in ways that scare me and not necessarily to like make me sick, but to get over that fear of this could possibly make me sick. Just to like give an example, like I said, I never cook chicken on the stovetop, like ever, like maybe like ground chicken, but like full pieces of chicken, never, like I would never, ever, ever, ever do that because I'd be so scared of not cooking it all the way through. So a few weeks ago, I actually took the liberty to like do it and like cook it properly and guys, it tasted so like baked chicken and stovetop chicken are two very different things and I realized how much I was depriving myself because I didn't really care like I just wanted to like I don't know like I just I got in this mindset recently after like having more therapy sessions about this topic in general and there's more things that I want to do like this week I'm actually planning on cooking steak And I've never cooked steak because I've been so afraid of it. And, like, even, like, at home, like, my mom was probably listening to this and be like, steak? You hate steak. It's not that I hate steak. I actually really like steak. I'm just afraid of cooking it and cooking it wrong. So this week I'm going to learn. I'm going to figure out how to cook steak. That is, like, an adventure that I'm going on this week. I already ordered my foods through Imperfect Foods to cook it. Um, And I'm so excited to, like, kind of do that. It's And it's that's what I want to do is I want to, like not necessarily put myself in scary situations. I want to get excited about it. I want to get like excited to make food that makes me happy and things that I've never tried before because I've been scared of it. Um, and I, I want, instead of being scared and be like, oh, this is like a scary thing that I'm doing, but I'm doing it. I want to get excited. I want to find recipes and like doing things like that, that make me excited. And even though there's still some things that I do, like whenever I get done at the gym, I like wipe everything down. I think that's kind of normal. Like I think that is something that everybody should do, but not really everybody does anyways. But like just the extra hand washing, I used to like wash my hands. Like I would be cooking something and I would wash my hands like 20 times, like not like literally not even exaggerating, like 20 times to the point where my hands would get raw and I would have like hives on my hands because I would use so much soap that was like drying out my hands to the point where like my hands would hurt so bad when I was cooking things. So I've had to try and get over that fear as well. And also I don't have that many utensils in my apartment as it is. Um, So I'm trying to use that to my advantage and not overuse utensils. Like if I'm cooking meat, I'm only allowing myself to use two. Like I can't use four or five, like only two at the most. And even then, like I, the only thing I do to like make myself feel a little bit better is running it through hot water and getting anything on it off. And little things like that, I think, are what are going to help me in the future. It's just kind of, like, putting myself out there and, like, understanding that someday I'm going to get sick again. And I know that. And it's a terrifying thought to know that. But just, like, being able to accept 
that it might happen is a huge step for me and I know someday it's gonna happen and I will get there when I get there but I'm proud of myself for who I am now and being able to understand that like my fear doesn't own me anymore and even though sometimes it's really hard and sometimes I have panic attacks still when I feel sick or I have tightness in my throat because I'm having anxiety those are all normal things it's okay to feel like that and I'm proud of where I'm at today even with having anxiety still like I'm proud of being able to say I have anxiety and I have a hormonal imbalance that doesn't help my anxiety out a lot but I know what's wrong with me and it's okay like so many people have hormonal imbalances and so many people have emetophobia so I just kind of wanted to talk about that today short simple little episode talking about my journey and if you guys have any questions about it I would love to answer them you can definitely send me an email at letters from therapy podcast at gmail.com and I will I would love to like respond back to you and talk about anything and if you have emetophobia I would love to hear about it definitely leave a comment on my latest Instagram post like let's chat let's talk about it I think emetophobia is something that a lot of people talk about because it's not really widely known um but there is a community out there for it you just have to look in the right places like reddit perfect there's so many forums about it on there If you want any resources, let me know. I would love to give them for you, but I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to me. I had a lot of fun talking about this episode, and I'm about to go eat some banana coffee cake that I made, so really excited. So I hope you guys have some coffee cake this week, but I love you guys so, so much. I will chat with you soon. Bye-bye, guys.